The Chicago White Sox are in free fall as they lost both games of the doubleheader and were swept in the series by the Toronto Blue Jays. Lance Lynn had an outstanding outing and showcase, uh, but like most stellar pitching performances, uh, the White Sox offense did not show up. Sox are now 15 games under 500, and we still have one more series to go before the All-Star break. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong, die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV Locked on White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the St. Louis Cardinals on Friday on the south side. Dylan Cease is on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. How about those White Sox? State of the Sox. Wow, 37 and 52, eight and a half games back in the AL Central. I haven't been back from vacation very long, but I need a vacation from this team already. Uh, White Sox lost a doubleheader to the Blue Jays on Thursday. Full details later on in this episode, but uh, you know, a real heartbreaker uh, in in game one. I mean, they spoiled a Lance Lynn gem. Uh, and it, it just, that's how it goes. You know, Berrios was really good for the Blue Jays. Uh, it's not like we haven't seen him before. I mean, we've got a large sample size of Berrios. Uh, Sox offense had nothing going on. What a bizarre game. I mean, it, it started getting interesting in the extras uh, and not in a good way uh, for the White Sox. Uh, game two, uh, you know, Jesse Schultz did what he could do. Uh, Blue Jays just have too much power. And, and then they hit, you know, they, they can, they can paper cut, uh, paper cut you to death with singles, uh, you know, or they can hit it out of the ballpark. You know, they can uh, rattle a couple doubles off the wall. I mean, the Blue Jays just do not give up. They're relentless offensively, but it's not like we threw some amazing arms at them in game two. Uh, frustrating frustrating night and uh, it's getting really ugly right now uh yeah i'm trying to catch up on some articles and stuff that i missed uh, when i was away and uh, i missed uh, some stuff from bob nightingale the uh, white sax whisperer and what he wrote in the usa today uh, on sunday and uh, he was also on chuck garfine's uh, white sax podcast uh, and this is what uh, nightingale had to say about the white sax coming up 
uh, to the trade deadline here. I think they move, you know, four or five or six guys, Nightingale said. Uh, I mean, I think Lucas Giolito definitely goes, Lance Lynn goes, Mike Clevenger goes, and then the bullpen, whether it's Joe Kelly, which is going to be difficult, uh, Aaron Bummer, uh, certainly Kendall Graveman. Uh, I'll go those six. I'd be stunned if those six are still with the White Sox after August 1st. Uh, I do think this White Sox team is going to look uh, very different uh, after the trade deadline. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we've been, we were holding some hope for a little while uh, when it was like four, maybe five games, uh, but still you're looking at the way that they play and uh, you're also looking at the schedule coming up and uh, wow, the Oakland series, now this Toronto series, the Toronto series, not a huge surprise, uh, disappointed uh, just in the lack of offense. Uh, the Oakland series, I'm still just shaking my head. How did that happen? Um, uh, Bob Nightingale had a top trade candidates uh, from a recent USA Today article. And uh, Tim Anderson was at the top of the list uh, for the Chicago White Sox. And this was the blurb. Uh, White Sox don't want to trade him and have him under contract for one more year. Yet if they get a return that could help them immediately, as well as in the future, they may uh, have no choice to part with the face of their franchise. Uh, Nightingale said in Chuck's uh, podcast that it's no surprise that uh, his stock has plummeted uh, as of late. Uh, he didn't have a very good night on Thursday either. Uh, Lucas Giolito on this list uh, for, for Nightingale. Uh, the White Sox have no current plans to keep their starter once he hits free agency. So if they are out of the race, he could bring back prospects to load their farm system. Uh, Nightingale continued, uh, while the White Sox could have plenty of players on the move at the trade deadline, they definitely plan on keeping closer Liam Hendricks, uh, who, who could make his season debut this week after recovering from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. That was something uh, that uh, Nightingale had put out there. Uh, a while ago, I think. And, you know, I think that's repeatable that I've heard this too, this rumor that, you know, even though, uh, you know, he's injured and, you know, maybe there's teams looking for a reliever. It sounds like the, the Sox might try to hold on uh, to Hendricks. Uh, Nightingale also said, keep an eye on White Sox rel uh, veteran reliever, Joe Kelly. Uh, he is pitching the best he has in years and teams could have him for two pennant aces uh, considering he has a club uh, option in 2024 uh, for $9.5 million or $1 million buyout. Now, problem with Joe Kelly is prior to the doubleheader, uh, the White Sox on Thursday placed reliever Joe Kelly on the 15-day injured list with right elbow inflammation uh, and other moves. Uh, the White Sox added right-hander Jimmy Lambert as their 27th player for the doubleheader against the Blue Jays on Thursday. We saw him uh, later in the game and recalled right-hander Nick Padilla from AAA Charlotte. Saw him as well uh, in the uh, the doubleheader. Uh, Kelly uh, has a 4.82 ERA in 29 appearances this season. Uh, Lambert uh, has a 6.85 ERA in 24 appearances in Padilla. Uh, had made two appearances for the White Sox this season, uh, allowing two runs in three and two-thirds innings. Uh, Pedro Grafol said the inflammation that sent Joe Kelly to the IL 
uh, on Thursday is nothing really that's alarming or concerning and expectation is he'll be back for the Sox second series of the second half against the Mets. Uh, there was a Yoan Mancata update. Haven't heard uh, too much from him. Uh, nothing really promising, unfortunately. Uh, Grafol said that the hope is for Mancata to return to the Sox at some point during the three-city road trip through Atlanta. Ooh, that is going to be a tough one right out of the break. Uh, New York and Minneapolis, and that opens the second half. But he added, we'll see how everything keeps progressing. Uh, John Heyman, uh, talk about him. He's a contributor uh, to the Score 670 MLB Insider. Uh, Heyman also weighed in on the starting pitching uh, with the trade deadline looming. Uh, he ranked the top 22 starting pitching targets and Heyman ranked Lucas Giolito as the third most likely pitcher to be moved. I think he was at like 70%. Uh, Lynn was ranked 10th, uh, Clevenger 11th, which I'm still surprised by. Uh, Cease was ranked 21st with a 5% chance. Uh, and Lynn, look, Lynn definitely helped his stock uh, on Thursday. Uh, Blue Jays. A very tough team, but it's also tough to get sweet, swept in a doubleheader. Uh, the White Sox found many ways to do that on Thursday. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you uh, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. Uh, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Our White Sox face off against the St. Louis Cardinals on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox Hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on that SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, all right, Thursday, doubleheader game one uh, of that doubleheader. Sox lost to the Jays 6-2. to two. Uh, It was really a, a pitcher's duel between Lance Lynn and uh, Berrios. Uh, really my kind of game. Uh, I got to say that. Uh, I remember, you know, even back in my high school and brief college days, you know, I like that when that game was kind of close and you're battling with the other pitcher who was going to flinch first. Uh, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's why they changed the game in uh, so many respects over the last uh, a year or so to get more offense, of course, more scare, uh, scoring. But I like that pitcher's duel. I mean, every pitch matters. Every base runner matters. And, you know, I think with that type of game, uh, which we saw in game one, 
uh, you have to be so focused uh, when there is zero uh, offense, really, which is what, what was going on for both Blue Jays and White Sox. Uh, you are, I think you're so dialed in. You, you, are, you, you don't have these uh, cushion of uh, even one or two runs. Uh, everything counts. Uh, I listened to uh, you know the game. Uh, majority of it was on the radio. Uh, doing some yard work outside and DJ, you know, DJ was commenting on uh, how Lynn had like changed his approach over the last couple outings, varying his looks and uh, what, I mean, what an outstanding, you know, a, a gem of an outing. And uh, really, I, I think it was, you know, when he uses uh, that cutter and, and he's giving different looks to the hitter and uh, maybe trying a few new things out here and there, uh, not hanging things in the middle of the zone, clearly, because the Blue Jays will hit it. Uh, they've proved that. Uh, they proved it to us in this series. When you throw a mistake, uh, they will hit it. Uh, and Lance Lynn was very uh, efficient, and uh, DJ very impressed uh, with what he saw from Lynn on the hill. Uh, he needed to eat innings, uh, Lance Lynn, that is, and uh, uh, he did just that. I mean, you know, seven innings. You know, from what we saw from Lynn, about a month or so ago, you, you wouldn't expect some of these outings that he has had uh, zero help from the offense. Uh, Lance Lynn really upping his trade stock. Honestly, that that's what this is all about right now. Uh, and I never would have thought it a, a month or so ago. But you know, some of these teams that are suffering injuries, uh, they need uh, they need an arm. They need a veteran arm. And and Lance Lynn has taken the ball every fifth day this season. He absolutely has. Uh, maybe he might get three more starts before the trade deadline, perhaps. Uh, Berrios was tough as well. His line, seven innings, one hit, uh, zero runs, a walk, and six strikeouts. Uh, sounded like hitters were just getting up there ready to swing, not looking at too many pitches, which, again, isn't uncommon for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Berrios has a record of 13-6 and six with an ERA of 3.11 and 151 strikeouts in just 20, I shouldn't say just, that's a lot, 24 appearances against the Sox in his career. So the Sox have seen him a lot, but you know, good pitching will beat a good hitting, or in this case, just hitting in general for the White Sox. Uh, Lopez, pretty gutsy in the 10th inning, uh, thought he was going to load the bases before getting a big strikeout to end the inning. Uh, and then here comes all the action, really, uh, bottom of 10, uh, Tim Anderson at second, uh, Luis Robert Jr. at the plate. Uh, he was intentionally walked. So you got Aloy at the plate, struck out on a slider. Uh, Romano had a good one. Uh, Yaz struck out on a high fastball after seeing a bunch of sliders. Uh, and then Berger infield pop out, you know, just heart of the lineup. Just couldn't even move Tim Anderson uh, out of that second base spot. Uh, they Romano really set up Yaz too. I mean, he was giving him sliders, sliders, making him look for that, and then that high fastball got him. Uh, so top of eleven, here we go. Uh, what an inning! Uh, Aaron Bummer was in at this point, and uh, Toronto had an excuse me hit, then a solid punch up the middle uh, by Springer to put the first run of the game on the board in the top of the eleventh. Uh, Bichette knocked one just past Andrews at second. One more run came home. Uh, Toronto bunted and completely uh, caught the White Sox off guard. Surprise, surprise. 3 nothing Toronto. Uh, the Jays got their fourth run and a Vlad Jr. single through the left. 
uh, 4-0 Blue Jays. Uh, wipeout stuff is so important. Uh, bummer, he wasn't hit terribly hard at all. Just some tough luck, honestly. And that's why as a pitcher in that situation, uh, and again, w- whether Grafol should have went with Bunner, Bummer or not, Grafol had a whole reason of why he went with Bummer as a ground ball pitcher, this, that, and the other. But, you know, you got to have nasty wipeout stuff. And maybe that's a reason why you don't go with Bummer is his stuff just hasn't been that that wipeout, that that strike him out, sit him down. We've seen a couple moments throughout the season, uh, but that has not been the norm. Uh, you need that, you know, because if you put just the ball in play, that's all you need to do. Anything can happen. Blue Jays did it. The White Sox did not. Uh, they had uh, seven hits in total in the top of the 11th. Six runs came across. It was 6 nothing. Blue Jays, uh, bottom 11. Uh, Sox hit a couple, got a couple runs and a, a Coloss double and a Vaughn a single, but that was it. 6-2 was the final. Uh, Lance Lynn's line, seven innings, one hit, uh, zero runs, zero earned runs, a walk, and 11 strikeouts. Uh, he's got his ERA now at 6.03. Uh, but again, don't fool you. That, that ERA inflated from what happened uh, at the beginning of the year and uh, you know, but the last, you know, few starts, may- maybe more than a few, a handful of starts, uh, he's been pretty reliable. Uh, bummer, his line, a third of an inning, uh, five hits, six runs, uh, five of them earned. Uh, Aaron Bummer, folks. Uh, White Sox offense, uh, two runs, four hits. Sox were two for seven with runners in scoring position. Uh, how about that game two? Uh, Sox fell to the Blue Jays 5-4. Uh, Jesse Schultons had the start. Uh, Toronto scored early. Witt Merrifield with a solo home run in the second. Uh, he'd be back later in the game. Uh, could have been worse, though, if it wasn't for Oscar Colas' laser throw from right field to get a runner trying to tag from second. Uh, Sachs had an opportunity to get on the board in the third. Great throw from the outfield to nail Zavala at home. But uh, T.A. notched the third hit of the inning to score Ben Attendee. Game tied at one. Uh, Anderson with his 13th RBI of the season. Is that right? I read that somewhere. I, I, it feels like it shouldn't be right, but probably it is. Uh, after a Luis Robert Jr. strikeout, Aloy took an outside corner slider to right field, doing exactly what you should do, and he did it with power. A two-run home run, a 3-1 White Sox at this point. Aloy's 12th home run of the year, uh, and then Chapman quickly with a home run, Uh, In the fourth for the Blue Jays, made it a 3-2 game. Uh, Toronto hit the mistakes made by Schultons. Uh, Blue Jays, uh, they also can just flat out hit. Uh, Jesse with 64 pitches after four innings, eight hits, two runs, zero walks, and one strikeout. Toronto had first and third with nobody out. Uh, Vlad absolutely crushed a single up the middle. uh, Game tied at three. Uh, Schultons was removed at this point. He left just too much in the zone. And, you know, I'm surprised he didn't get harder in that, uh, getting hit harder in that inning. Uh, Brian Shaw came in and uh, did a great job getting out of a situation, rolled a double play and got a ground out. Uh, Interesting developments by the Sacks in the fifth inning, a double by Zavala and a bunt single by Benatendi. So Sacks had first and third, nobody out. A T.A. hit into a double play, but Sebi scored, so 4-3 uh, White Sox. 
Whit Merrifield uh, added again, hit his second of the night uh, to tie the game up at four in the sixth inning. Merrifield has been a problem for the White Sox for a very long time, back to his Kansas City Royals days, which Pedro Grifol knows all too well, I'm sure. Uh, Padilla in the game now for the White Sox. Blue Jays took the lead in the seventh. Uh, Bichette with a single, Vlad with a double, 5-4 Toronto. Uh, Sox still trailed by one in the ninth. Uh, Vaughn and Berger wasted no time flying out. You know, I thought there was something that, you know, look, if you're trailing in the game, a last at-bats or late in the game, take a pitch. Just take one pitch. You're trying to get on base. Uh, Vaughn and Berger not playing by those rules. Uh, They wasted no time. Yaz. Yaz thought he got it. Uh, he did the old Yaz bat drop, but it was a flyout a game over. Sox swept in the doubleheader. Schulten's final line of four innings, 11 hits, three earned runs, zero walks, one strikeout, two home runs. And then it was Shaw, Padilla, Lambert, just like you thought you'd see uh, in the uh, year of 2023 in that contention window. Sox have just limitations there's zero depth and you that's what they have that's what they have to give you with the injuries and everything else that we've got or lack thereof uh, in the system sacks offense four runs nine hits couple of doubles home run from Aloy, uh two for five with runners in scoring position uh, the white Sox welcome the lonely cardinals to the south side of misery loves company this should be a perfect matchup this weekend Uh, More on that in a moment. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the south side, uh, our White Sox host the St. Louis Cardinals. They are 35 and 51, 35 and 51, last place in the NL Central, a very uncharacteristic of the St. Louis Cardinals, stuff that they just do not tolerate. Uh, we've been tolerating it for kind of a while here with the White Sox, but the Cardinals, that is not the Cardinals way. Uh, I'm sure some heads will roll over there in St. Louis, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. You know, we, we were kind of uh, getting excited to see the uh, Oakland A's. Granted, it was in Oakland and they took care of business beating us two out of three. We'll see what uh, the Cardinals have in stores. This is the last series before the All-Star break. Dylan Cease on the mound to kick things off on Friday night. And then Saturday, uh, the big Luis Robert Jr. bobblehead giveaway. Uh, that is a, a one o'clock start. So uh, Dylan Cease has not pitched against the St. Louis Cardinals in his career. Last time we saw Dylan, he pitched in the Oakland series. Uh, he went five and a third. Uh, Six hits, three earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts. This will be Dylan's 19th start of the year. Uh, Another guy that is just taking the ball every fifth day uh, and has been like that in his career. Uh, Left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery goes for the Cardinals on Friday. Jordan Montgomery is 2-0 with an ERA of 2.22 and 27 strikeouts in four appearances against the White Sox in his career. That was when he was in a Yankees uniform. Uh, Montgomery is 6-7 and seven this year, uh, 17 starts, 98 innings, 91 strikeouts, a 3.28 ERA. Uh, so again, this will be the last series before the All-Star break. Uh, we'll see if the Sox can uh, climb out of the cellar a little bit, uh, make it maybe 12 games uh, under 500. 
but again, no easy task just because it's the Cardinals. It's the way the White Sox are playing baseball, again, I can't figure it out. Uh, it, it's depressing. It's frustrating. It's maddening. It's uh, It makes you kind of just be apathetic of, of the, I just don't care at this point. And I never thought I'd say it about this team, uh, especially before the All-Star break. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm sure, you know, when, you know, doing some episodes uh, next week uh, when there's no baseball action, uh, I'll be reflecting on like, man, what, what were the predictions leading up uh, to the beginning of the season? Maybe I don't even want to go down that route because that is even more uh, just frustrating and sickening. Uh, but man, we had some higher expectations, <laughs> higher, and that, and that's to put it mildly, uh, for this season, uh, unreal. Fifteen games under five hundred. Uh, so the MLB draft uh, is on Sunday. Uh, it concludes on Tuesday, uh, the eleventh of July. Uh, Sox have the fifteenth overall pick. Uh, I'm hoping to talk with James Fox of uh, Future Sox next week to recap. Uh, all of the White Sox draft decisions. Uh, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTV. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and, and get any questions you have in uh, at LockdownSox at gmail.com. Uh, Sox take on the Cardinals on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, you know who you are. I do appreciate it. On the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was for our White Sox. Hopefully the Luis Robert Jr. bobblehead is not the only bright spot uh, appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.